Welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. something in the air is not oxygen it's for your blessing some of you came here with ailments as you breathe in and breathe out you'll be strengthened burdens will be rolled away from your shoulder yokes will be destroyed because of the anointing. church if the sister Faith Edward is on duty in children's church. understood it in 16th Psalm it says that will show me the path of life 
Verse 11. In thy presence is fullness of joy. And at thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. He knew something about the presence. Fullness of joy. Pleasures forevermore. That presence is here. That brings fullness of joy. That brings fullness of joy. Your sorrows and grief will melt in the presence of God. My life will never be the same. Just sing the song. Just sing the song. My life will never be the same. It's personal. Say it again, again. Will never be the same. your presence this morning. Father, I acknowledge your presence. Everything that happens in the presence of God, let it happen to me today. Everything that happens in the presence of God, let it happen to me today. Because I acknowledge that presence. I acknowledge that presence. to leave your body in the name of Jesus. I command the sorrows in your heart to lift in the name of Jesus. The burdens you came with, let the power of God begin to address them one after the other in the name of Jesus. I pray that some of you as you go back home you will see in the name of Jesus. As you get back home the Lord will have fixed that matter. Those bodies will be rolled away in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. The Bible says, mountains keep like lambs in His presence. Mountains are supposed to be fixed and unmovable. But when the presence shows up, it can cause mountains to move. What has been fixed in your life like it is a permanent situation? The presence of God can move it.
it is in that presence that you hear his voice that voice that breaks the cedars that voice that splits the seas you will hear that voice when that voice comes everything falls in place The Bible talks about a peace that passes all understanding. It passes all understanding. It overwhelms your heart. When you look around you, there might be noise, but there is a calmness from inside. Peace. I receive peace. I receive peace. It will guard your heart and your mind. When that peace is at work in your heart, your blood pressure will be normal. The peace that quenches all anxieties. Paul prayed a prayer. He said, Now the Lord of peace himself give you peace always by all means. By all means. And someone here, the lion that has been roaring against you, God will silence that lion. He will shut the mouth of lions. Daniel was in that lion's den. It could not roar. The capacity to roar was, was, was suspended. For as long as Daniel was in that den, the lion was a cat. It was a cat. Praise God. For as long as it was there, it was a cat. And I'm saying for as long as you are in that place, the lion cannot roar. The sea that, and the wind and the storm that drowns people and causes boats to capsize. Because Jesus was in that boat, amen. The sea ceased. The wind ceased, rather. The storm ceased. Nothing will swallow you. Nothing will swallow you. Nothing will swallow you. I want to just share briefly on what we've been talking about. I just want to emphasize it. God's reward system. Amen. It was a God's reward system. There are some truths of scripture that you need to hear again and again and again. There are some things you might have to hear once in a while. 
someone asked me a question. One time he said, Pastor, why are you not telling us about the second coming of Jesus Christ? I said, well, I, have talk, I talk about that. He said, well, for a while, I've, I've not heard you talk about it. I said, have you understood the first coming? If you understand the first coming and you embrace the first coming, you will partake of the second coming. Amen. So the first coming is more important than the second coming. As a matter of fact, the first coming is what makes the second coming beneficial to you. So, but there are certain truths that we have to lay again and again. In Hebrews 2 verse 1, It says, wherefore let us take heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we let them sleep. That means there are certain things you've heard them before, but you need to pay attention to them so they don't sleep from you. Amen. And so we were talking about God's reward system. And if there's a generation that needs to understand the systems of the spirits, what the Bible calls the ways of God. In the Old Testament, the scripture said, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts and my ways than your ways. He was talking to people that had not received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And that was in Isaiah 55. He was talking to people that had not received Jesus as Lord and Savior. The day you got born again, you were brought into the ways of God. Hallelujah. You were brought to be taught the thoughts of God. Hallelujah. So that you can think the thoughts of God. Why are our minds being renewed? Why do we renew our minds? So that we can think the thoughts of God. I believe it was 1 Corinthians 2, the last verse. He said, who had known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? He said, but we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. He's talking about the thinking, the way, the, the, the thinking, the mindset of the Messiah. Hallelujah. So, God wants us to understand his ways. Why are we being taught the word of God? So that we will know the ways of God. The ways of man, natural man, are totally different from the ways of God. Man believes that if he wants to get something done, he will do it by himself. But that's not the way of the Spirit. The way of the Spirit always puts God first. Hallelujah. The Bible says, no man speaking by the Spirit of God called Jesus accursed. And no man can say, Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. What the scripture is saying is that if, if, if the Holy Spirit is with you, He will always exalt the Lordship of Christ and put Him first. How do you know whether you're walking in the flesh or you're walking in the Spirit? What is being exalted? Is it Christ or you? Amen. And so, most of the time, because people don't understand the ways of God, 
they misinterpret the signs and the signals they see. I was with an elderly gentleman years ago. And we were traveling. This would have been maybe 12 years ago. We were supposed to move a vehicle from Potako to Abuja, a brand new car. And I was, was to help the person just drive the car and drop it. On our way, we met all manner of obstacles. One obstacle after the other. Before we were, we, we were to leave Port Harcourt, maybe 6 a.m. or 7 a.m., you know, by let's say 9 or 10, p- 10 a.m., we were still around River State. That means we spent like three or four hours within um, regions of Port Harcourt and River State. So the man said to me, Sir, no, he didn't say sir. <laughs> he said to me, he said, um, do you think we should go? So he said, I'm thinking with all these obstacles, the Spirit of God doesn't want us to go. You know, that's how people always interpret things. If something is hard, God doesn't want it. If something is easy, God wants it. You don't know the ways of God. There are some things, the reason why it is difficult is because God wants it to happen. Do you hear me well? Some things, the reason why it's so easy is because Satan wants you to enter. You didn't hear me well. The reason why nothing is stopping you is because Satan is weighing you to come in nearer where he will strike you very well. So he said to me, I think with all the obstacles, it means we shouldn't go. I said, no. He said, now this is a man that had been saved long before me. But knowing the ways of the Spirit is not about how long you have been saved. It's how long you have been practicing your salvation. Amen. You didn't hear me well. Are you getting me? It's not how long you have been saved. It's not two of us can start pilot school. We went to pilot school to learn how to fly in the year 1988. After you learned and I learned, you were not flying. I've been flying every day since 1988 till now. I am older than you in flying. Amen. Are you listening to me? Because they're not counting when you got the license or the certificate. They're counting your flight hours. That's how the things of the Spirit are. Amen. You got born again since then. You've not even received the Holy Ghost. You just sit down somewhere, be going to church every day and coming back. Then you're wondering someone that just got born again two years ago. Boom! In the realm of the Spirit, he has gone far. Why? He's practicing his faith. So I said no to the man. I said no. It's not that God doesn't want us to go. I said Satan does not want us to go today. <laughs> he said he had never heard that kind of thing before. When you start following God, you will hear things you've never heard before. Amen. That's why he's God. Am I communicating? I said Satan wants us to go tomorrow. He was not ready for us today. The thing he wanted to do, they couldn't put it together. So he's delaying us so that we will go tomorrow when he will be ready. So I said, we're going. He said, okay. I said, don't worry, I'm the one driving. Praise God. <laughs> I'm the one driving. We finally arrived at Abuja. I dropped the car. 
if he didn't believe, at least he believed because we arrived. Amen. <laughs> Am I communicating? Now, what was I interpreting? The signals have to be interpreted right. Amen. If you know the ways of God, you will interpret the signals right. If not, you will call a trap an open door. And call an open door a trap. Because you don't know the ways of God. Pray in tongues for a moment. Let the understanding of the ways of God dawn on your spirit like never before. Let the understanding of the ways of God dawn on your spirit like never before. Let the understanding of the ways of God, let it become clearer to your spirit. Let the interpretations you get be accurate interpretations. Let it be accurate interpretations. In the name of Jesus. Paul had to write to them. And he said, Now concerning the spiritual brethren, I will not have you ignorance. Meaning that someone can be ignorant of the things of the spirits. The things of the spirit is not they are not chemistry. It's not law. It's not medicine. Law, medicine, physics, they are all um, let me call it they are all fragments of the true knowledge of God. Amen. Amen. Are you understanding? Bits and pieces of the true knowledge of God. The Bible calls the Holy Ghost the Spirit of Truth. It's the one that guides you into the things of the Spirit. So you now understand the ways of God. If not, you'll be with unbelievers and arguing. And then what they're saying makes sense. Listen to me. Sometimes the things of the Spirit, they don't make sense. They make faith. They don't make sense. What sense does it make? For Jesus to accept to be taken to the cross and nailed when he could have called angels to release him. Amen. It didn't make sense. But there was an agenda deeper than that. Are you understanding me? Dying. Dying is the agenda. Because there will be a resurrection. There is no natural wisdom that we think of resurrection as an option. Are you hearing me today? Natural wisdom will say, if he dies, how are we going to do? But the wisdom of God knows that beyond death, there is resurrection. Now, imagine the children of Israel walking up and then they say, um, Moses comes to tell them, God said, I should come and release you. And they trust Moses and follow him. Instead of Moses going right, he's going this way, he's going left. They say, sir, sir, check your map, check your map. Where you are going, there is a sea there. How will two million people cross the sea? Moses said, that's the direction God said we should go. Say, sir, God cannot tell you that. Because naturally speaking, 
if we follow this other side, it won't take us, you know, it, we'll get, go around and go to... No, no, we're passing the Red Sea. How are we going to pass the Red Sea? God just said we should go there. Then they get to the front of the, the shore, and then they stand there. And then even Moses says, I was led here. I don't know the next instruction. Amen. I don't know it, but I was led here. Listen to me. You might not know the next instruction, but it's good that you follow the last instruction. Amen. I don't know the next instruction, but, but he led me here. And then he started praying to God again. He said, oh God. Uh, then he met the people and gave them a word. He said, stand still. He was speaking like Moses. And see the salvation of God. God said, did I tell you to tell them to stand still? Amen. Amen. That message you are preaching now, is it me that told you to preach it? Keep moving. Uh, how will I move? God said, do you know what God told him? Divide the sea. Not I will divide. Say, you, divide the sea. Everywhere God has led you, the miracle to take you over is already given to you. The ability to continue is already upon you. Those are the ways of God. Natural human wisdom will say, we are, we are, we are, we are, we are done. Because in natural human wisdom, they say, somebody will say, oh, I am between the devil and the deep blue sea. That means that there is no hope. Have you heard that phrase before? Between the devil and the deep blue sea. Between the devil and the deep blue sea. That's a very easy place to be. Amen. Are you hearing me? Is there anybody here between the devil and the deep blue sea? I'm telling you, you have many options. You are not limited. Because you can part the deep blue sea. And you can resist the devil. Amen. Are you stranded? Help me tell somebody, I'm not stranded. Say again, I'm not stranded. So, listen. Let your system between the devil and the deep blue sea does not mean you are stranded. The Bible says, he that is born of the spirit is like the wind. What he's trying to say is that you cannot hold him. No circumstance can contain you and keep you. Except you want to be kept. I don't know what situation you are in. But listen to me. It doesn't have the capacity to contain you. It doesn't have the capacity to restrain you. You are restrained because of your thinking. You are restrained because that's how you are interpreting the situation. When you now understand the ways of God, you will know that I'm not actually limited. I'm just the one standing here. It's this understanding of the ways of God that makes you know the difference between when God told you to wait and when there's a delay. Delay and waiting on the Lord are not the same. Some of you are being delayed, but you are calling it waiting on the Lord. When you are waiting on the Lord, the, see, when you are waiting on the Lord, there will be peace and joy in that place of waiting. When there is murmuring and complaining and discomfort, no, you are not waiting. You are being delayed. Interpretations have to be right. You have to understand the ways of God. And so if you are here today and it was a delay, your eyes have opened. You didn't hear me. And it was a delay, your eyes have opened. Someone told me once, he said, I don't know whether it's God that is stopping me or it is the devil that is stopping me. I don't know whether this is a satanic hindrance. 
or is a resistance from God? Have you not read the scripture? The Bible says he resists the proud. That means there are certain things that God can resist. You are doing. It's not Satan. It's not Satan. It's not Satan. It's not Satan. So when you say, I said, I bind you, you say, I have injured me again. I don't know what I did. But because now you understand the ways of God, you now know that, no, 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 this is not a matter of resisting Satan. Is someone hearing me today? You see, this right interpretation of the ways of God makes you know, like David, King David, King David had two giants in his life. Giant Saul, the king, and giant Goliath. Interpretation will make you know that there is a giant you must not kill, and there is a giant you must kill. Amen. Imagine David killing Saul and allowing Goliath to live. That's how some of you are. Amen. Misinterpreting the ways of God. Imagine him killing Saul. Then... Allowing Goliath to live. At least, the Bible didn't tell us that Goliath tried to kill him. Goliath was on his own. He challenged Goliath. But Saul wanted to kill David. More than once, Saul threw a spear at David to kill him. He would dodge it. And come back again and be singing for the man. Amen. And still serving him. He did not kill him. Am I communicating? There's a lot to learn. If you read the scriptures closely, the Bible says, David behaved himself wisely. My prayer is that you behave yourself wisely. Amen. Listen to me. It's not the, what matters is not where you find yourself. It's how you handle the situation. Your circumstance is less important. What's more important is your action. Amen. Your interpretation of the circumstance and your action. You can have a circumstance and your action will make it worse. You can have a circumstance and your action will convert it to a testimony. So David was standing. Saul said, come, come, come. Let me pick my shoe. <laughs> As he's trying to pick the shoe, the man is trying to kill him. <laughs> he will dodge it and still pick the shoe and give the man. Because if he doesn't obey the king, he can say, if you don't obey me, hang him. The king could not fault him on instruction. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Could not fault is the king. If he says that, David insulted me. David disobeyed me. They will kill him. So it means that David never disobeyed him. Glory to God. David was still serving. But the man wanted to kill David. Glory to God. Sometimes I look at some believers that find themselves in situations like that. And then they, they start misbehaving. Listen to me. There is no circumstance that gives you the right to dishonor someone that God has honored. Did you hear me? No circumstance. No circumstance whatsoever. Imagine David, David even, let's assume David already knew that he was going to be the next king. Remember that before he even came to that house, to start serving in Saul's house, he had been anointed in his father's house. Amen. As what? King. 
They poured oil on his head. You know, David was anointed three times. The first oil had been poured on him. When Samuel the prophet came to his father's house and anointed him. Now he's serving in, the king, in, in Saul's chamber, knowing that he's the king. He didn't say, this one you are throwing me spare, I'm the anointed too. Amen. Amen. That's how some of you will behave. He didn't say, me too, I'm the anointed though. Maybe you don't know, maybe you don't know. Somewhere there's oil on this head. He didn't act like that. As long as Saul was king, Saul was his test. Amen. You didn't hear me well. I said God, Saul was his test. God's reward system works like that. It means that there are certain steps David will take and he will miss the point. And there are certain steps that David will take and he will be rewarded for it. Now we know that if David had killed Saul, David himself would have been killed as king. Are you listening to me? When David heard that Saul had died, he was not happy. He didn't say, Woo! All my enemies will bow. He was concerned about how he died. Then somebody thought, because he is now king, he will hate Saul enough to be happy. So he said, I was the one that killed him. He said, you, you were not afraid. It's your mouth that said you killed him. Kill him too. And then when they told them how he died, he said, publish it not in God. Don't post it on Facebook, sir. He said, don't post it. Don't, tweet, don't put it on Twitter. Don't put it on Instagram about how he died. That's what he was telling them. Publish it not in God. Let um, the, the world not hear how the anointed died. Amen. Let them not hear that's how he died. He went back to that lineage to honor someone. To honor a child in the family. That's the honor he had in his heart. Lift your hand and say, in the name of Jesus. Open my eyes to understand the ways of God. Amen. That's what we're talking about here. So, when we talk about God's reward system, understand what we're talking about. That there's a way God works. Now, last week, I tried to explain something about the difference between the gifts of God and the rewards of God. The Bible told us in Romans eleven twenty nine. it said, for the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Meaning that when God gives it, He doesn't take it back. He doesn't even change His mind about what He has given now, a lot of us understand the gift system of God. Where, oh, a man didn't do anything. God just on his own, by, you know, in his own sovereignty, decides to endow a man with a heavenly blessing. Are you understanding me? And so some of us know that. And we know salvation is a gift from God. As a matter of fact, in the New Testament... There are exclusive gifts from God in the New Testament that were not in the Old. Are we together? They were not in the Old Testament. At least we know about the gifts of eternal life. In Romans chapter 6 verse 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, 
But the gift of God, the gift of God is what? Eternal life. That's a gift from God. Nobody earned eternal life. You didn't get eternal life because of how you have been serving God. No. Eternal life is God's gift to man. Just by trusting in what Jesus did, you receive that gift. Amen. So the Bible called it what? A gift. It's exclusive to the New Testament. Nobody in the Old Testament had eternal life. Moses did not have eternal life. Mention the greatest prophets. Abraham did not have eternal life. Isaiah did not have eternal life. Jeremiah. Eternal life came by Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus said, I am come, John 10.10, 10, that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That's what Jesus came for. John 1, 4. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. Amen. So, Jesus is the giver of that eternal life. It's a gift from God. Hallelujah. Did you get that? That's a gift. It's not a reward. Another exclusive gift of the New Testament is the gift of righteousness. The gift of right standing with God. Yes, we know that Abraham, the Bible says Abraham, it was imputed to him for righteousness. It means that it was credited to his accounts. But for us in the New Testament, it's not only imputed, it's also imparted. Amen. So we have the nature of righteousness. Glory to God. We are the righteousness of God. It's not just that it's it's credited to our account. No, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So the gift of righteousness. How do we know that? Romans 5.17 called it a gift. For if by one man's sin, death reigned by... Uh, much more they which received of the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Amen. Romans 7, uh, 5, 17. Now the point here is that he called it the gift of righteousness. It's exclusive to the New Testament. Nobody earned righteousness. It's not because you wore a long skirt and you're not putting on makeup. God now says, okay, Credit account, credit account to righteousness. No, sir. Another exclusive gift of the New Testament is the gift of the Holy Spirit. I'm not, I didn't say the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the person of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2 verse 38. In Acts 2 38, let's just read it verbatim. Acts chapter 2 verse 38. It, it calls the Holy Spirit a gift. He says, and then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for remission of sins, and you shall receive what? The gift of the Holy Ghost. What he's saying is that that person, the Holy Ghost himself, is God's gift to you. Verse 39. Put it up 39. He said, For this promise is to you and to your children, and as many as the Lord will call. Amen. That means this promise of these gifts of the Holy Spirit is to you and to your children. Amen. Did you get that? So, the Bible talks about that. The gift of the Holy Spirit is exclusive. What, why is he talking about that? The indwelling of the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, they didn't have that indwelling of the Spirit. They had the visitation of the Spirit. The Spirit in the Old Testament was a visiting Spirit. The Spirit in the New Testament is a resident Spirit. So, he used to come upon them and leave them. But in the new, he has come to stay. You are now a home to the Holy Ghost. You are now God's tabernacle. God's temple. Amen. Did you see that? 
That's why in the Old Testament they used to pray. Cast me not away from your presence, O Lord. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. We don't sing that song in the New Testament. Why? Because we cannot be cast away from his presence. We have to come boldly into that presence and stay there. Amen. And then the Holy Ghost has come to abide in us and to be with us forever. Even unto the end of the age. So some of you that always wake up in the morning and pray, Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Mm. Restore unto me, keke brada ye, the joy of my salvation. I renew a right spirit within me. That prayer of the psalmist has been answered in the dead burial resurrection of Christ. It was a prayer. It was a prayer. He was praying a prayer. Jesus came and answered that prayer. That he will not take his spirit from you again. There are many prayers in the Psalms. If you read Psalm 32, he says, Oh, blessed is the man whom the Lord will not impute iniquity. The man who God does not count his sin. Blessed is that man. He, we are that man. Amen. The new creation in Christ is that man. Now, all of these are gifts. Exclusive to the New Testament. But it doesn't mean it does not have a reward system. Amen. Did you get a picture here? The New Testament has a reward system. Scriptures to you and I would like to emphasize on them. One is Hebrews 6 verse 10. It says, for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love which you have showed towards his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Meaning that God will not forget your work and labor of love. That means he remembers it. He remembers it so that he can what? Reward it. Apart from the gift system of God, there's a reward system. I was showing to you from Matthew 25, the parable of the talent. How that God gave three servants, the master gave three servants, one, um, 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 five talents, the other two talents, and one, one talent. Then he waited to see what they would do with their, how the kingdom of God is. Amen. The gift he has given to you, he's watching to see what you will do with it. Then he rewards you for what you do with the gifts. Amen. Did you hear me? What will you do with eternal life? What will you do with righteousness? What will you do with the Holy Spirit? You'll be rewarded for what you do with the Holy Spirit. You'll be rewarded for what you do with the gift of righteousness. That right standing with God, righteousness, is what gives us the ability. Not, it gives us to, uh, 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 an ability that is, 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 is bi-directional. You understand that? In one direction, it is toward God. It gives us the boldness to walk towards God, to talk to God, to pray. To stand in the gap for others is that righteousness. On the flip side, it is also the ability to confront Satan, amen, without any sense of inferiority complex. Hello? I don't know if some of you grew up with your siblings. Let's suppose daddy and mommy said, nobody should do something. Maybe nobody should eat this or nobody should touch that. And then... I grew up with some cousins. And uh, they said nobody should touch this. The cousins will 
enable you to touch it. And then, you know, when someone wants to do something wrong, you look for support. You want to eat what they said nobody should eat. You know, will you eat? Will you eat? I know some of you know, you know what I'm talking about. Will you eat? Will you, if I cut, will all of you eat? Because you need the burden to be shared. Then we now do the thing they say we should not do. And some of those cousins are older, so they, they are more experienced in evil. They wait for you. And at the time you are doing it, they don't do like there's a problem. Until it has been done. Then when your dad or mom comes back, they say, I will tell for you. Except you give me your meat. Except you give me your pencil. They will keep collecting from you. For one sin you committed. How many of you know what I'm talking about? That's how Satan is. Amen. So, when you don't understand your righteousness, your right standing, when you want to confront Satan, is it A, U, Amen. I know where you are coming from. I know what you are doing before you came to church. Say, ah, president, they play with you again. That's why a lot of people are negotiating with Satan. But righteousness and the understanding of righteousness. You are not, you don't care what Satan has to say. Amen. His accusations mean nothing. Am I communicating? His accusations don't in any way interfere with God's love for you. Are you listening to me? So righteousness gives you the ability to also confront the devil. Now I just said that so that we could move on. But there is a reward system with God. Glory to God. We read from 1 Corinthians 3, verse 8. Let's put it up. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 8. Now he that planted and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward. The reward is not according to your faith. No, sir. He didn't say so. It's not just because you trusted God, it's according to his own labor. Did you get that? My labor. My labor. Some people don't understand God dealing with Abraham. I taught you and I will say it again. When you hear the word blessing, everybody say blessing. Blessings are both gifts and rewards. There are some blessings that are gifts. You didn't do anything. For example, Ephesians 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings, heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Just by being born again, you are blessed. Do you agree with me? So, God blessed Abraham. God blessed Abraham. So, we met Abraham blessed. Genesis 12 said, started with him being blessed. He was blessed. But the same blessed Abraham, something now happened. In Genesis 22, God told him that he should take his son. His only son, Isaac, well, now he was already blessed. Because he's blessed, that's why he had a son in the first place. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? Now, he was already blessed. 
But God, so that first blessing is a gift. But now, God now asked him to do something. He said, take your son, your only son, take him and sacrifice him. Put up verse 16. Put up verse 16. Genesis twenty-two sixteen. 16. God speaking now. And said, by myself I have sworn, said the Lord. For because thou hast done this thing. Did you see that? Because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son. Verse 17. That in blessing, amen, I will bless thee. And in multiplying, I will multiply your seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. My brother, the blessing is not one thing. Amen. There are layers. Forgiveness of sin on its own is a blessing. I hope you know that. It's a blessing. But here, he said, because of what you've done, in blessing, I, will, I thought you have already blessed me. Amen. That means this blessing now he was talking about is a reward for Abraham's obedience. Are you listening to me? For Abraham's obedience. This year, the Holy Ghost will lead you. In your obedience, you will be blessed. The Spirit of God will quicken things to your heart. Follow it through. Follow it through. Every instruction of the Spirit to you is a blessing to you. Do you know that? Your, the instructions of God don't make God to be more God. I love that song that says, You are God all by yourself. How many of you know that song? He is God all by himself. Meaning that you don't make him to be more God. Amen. You can't, you can't add to God. So whether you obey Him or disobey Him, He is God. So every instruction God gives is for your blessing. And this season, you will receive instructions. Amen. Obey them. Amen. And enjoy the reward. Amen. Enjoy the reward system of God. If God wants to bless me, He will bless me. He don't want to bless me. There's nothing I can do about it. That's not the scripture. I know. When God wants to do something, hmm, no money can bump him. I don't know where people get all those theology from. There are things that God wants to do that has not happened yet. You'll be surprised to hear what I'm saying. Did you hear me? There are things that God wants to do that have not happened yet. And there are things that God did not want that have happened. Hello? If everything will happen of His accord, why are we praying? Why do we pray? If everything that is supposed to happen will happen, everything that is not supposed to happen will not happen, why are we praying? Amen? Why are we praying? Because something that is not supposed to happen can happen, even to you. So people say, well, well, um, if you are meant to die, you will die no matter what. <laughs> it's not true. There are some people that are not supposed to die. They died. 
I know I'm not going to die because it's not my time. Whose time is it? In this life, have you not seen 21-year-old die? There's no age that has not died. Six months have died. Amen. So which one is not your time? Every time is time, oh. But you have to understand that there is this understanding of the ways of God that can make you apply knowledge that will suspend death in your own life. We delay death. Amen. Paul refused to die. They tried to kill him several times. At the point, they beat him up and left him for dead. He woke up again. That's why he quoted that scripture in Romans 8 11. If the spirit of him that raised Jesus from dead dwell in you, he will quicken your mortal body. He believed in it. Amen. So you don't want to die? Then understand the ways of God. Amen. Glory to God. Understand the ways of God. Let me show you something. Let me say this to you. Have you not experienced things in your life that you didn't want to experience? That's showing you that if death wanted to come to... Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. But faith is a shield. Amen. Lift your hand, say in the name of Jesus. I stand in faith to fulfill my days. Say again, I stand in faith to fulfill my days. The number of days I will fulfill. Listen to me. It is true that there might be something specific that God had ordained for you to do. But whether it will be done or not is dependent on your participation, your involvement. Hallelujah. May we enjoy the reward system of God. May we enjoy the reward system of God. May we enjoy the reward system of God. May everyone under the sound of my voice enjoy the reward system of God. It means that God has set for us a system that we can determine how fast we will grow and how big we will become. And the experiences we will have in life. So he will teach you his word so that you will act on it by yourself. You can live longer. Why is there wisdom in the book of Proverbs to you? What Proverbs shows us is that a man has a role to play in how long he lives. Amen. That's what it teaches us in, in, in Proverbs. He said, Wisdom, exhort her. He said, She will promote you. She will bring you to honor. And another portion, he talks about the fact that he said, you, you will leave. He that loveth instruction, loveth life. What is he saying? So there is a reward for obeying God's word. Amen. Obeying the word of God brings a reward into your life. Some of you will live longer because of the word of God. Simple. 
Some of you will be wealthier because of what the word of God. Some of you will be healthier because of the word of God. Some people are taking food. And then they say, they just take eba and soup. And then they say, I bind the carbohydrates inside this eba. In the name of Jesus, as I eat this eba now, I annul the carbohydrates. Then the Holy Ghost is telling you, don't eat eba again. Just be drink, licking the soup. Eat eba again. Say, no, in the name of Jesus, I convert this eba to soup. You are not obeying the word of God. Amen. The Holy Ghost is already seeing your health. He's counting that now every eba you eat is minus one. Amen. So you, have, you are supposed to be 85. But you've eaten a banana, you have reached 60. In real life, you are 32. But you have caught yourself with so many eba that you are now in the 60s. Am I communicating? So the instruction of the Spirit could come to you. Come to your heart. You were praying one day. In your dream, you saw someone come to your house and carry the bag of Gary and go. You didn't catch revelation to say that, ah, God is saying that remove it from your house. I'm not against a bar. I eat a bar. I'm just using it as an example. Instead, you will say, every spirit collecting a bar in my life, I bind them and I ask them to return it. Meanwhile, that's like the fourth warning of the spirit to you. If you obey God's word in your youth, you will not be trusting for your health in your old age. Amen. Are you with me? Maybe you are here. You are a a chimney. You smoke everything smokable. Say, what is that? Bring, let me smoke it. What's that one? They brought a new one. Shisha. Is it shisha? All of them are smoke. It's going straight to the lung. Amen. They're smoking rakataya. I'm a child of God. All things have passed away. All things have become new. Your lung can never be new. And then anytime you're about to smoke, the Holy Ghost will tell you, hey, 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 hey. Your health. Your health. It's not about smoking, whether it's a sin or it's not a sin. That's not the issue. This, your body, is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Honor the body. Amen. Honor the body. Don't damage the body. Glory to God. You inject yourself with things. You are your own doctor. Receive wisdom in Jesus' name. Just by obeying God's word, you will live longer. You'll be healthier. You'll be wealthier. And you'll be happier. That relationship you're entering, the Holy Ghost is telling you, you know, no, not that one, not that one. I love her. It's her or nobody. 
Okay, now you have married. Oh. Nobody can rest again. Pastor, come and carry her. Oh. <laughs> we will not carry her. You will stay with her. Nobody will carry her. Say, Pastor, something has to happen. Something, you see, God will keep you. You will live long. <laughs> you will live long. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Some of you that are praying for your spouses, they will not die. In Jesus' name. Amen. You will live long. Two of you will live. You will be able to stick to the Because when we were warning you, you did not agree. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Don't bury him near me. Don't bury her near me. <laughs> they, they will bury two of you near each other. Your spirits will fight. Now, for someone here, I'm actually helping you to avoid the heartache of tomorrow. Are you listening to me? Here. If there's any action you want to take in life, and all the people that matter to you are concerned, pause small. Give it a second look. Now, I'm not talking about selfish people. No. People that in other things, they've guided you, led you. You know that they're spiritually uh, discerning. You say, no, it's love. They don't understand how it is doing me. <laughs> well, can't tell somebody. We're still saying, oh, hold on. They have gone to do the wedding. Say, so, um, sir, this year I say we've passed there. Uh-uh. Yeah, sure. Say, yeah, yeah, so we've passed there. In short, I think she has even taken it. Glory to God. May we fulfill our days. Can we pray in tongues as we close? Pray for yourself personally. Pray for yourself personally. Pray for yourself personally. Get on the keyboard. Pray pray for yourself personally. Sing that song for me. You are God all by yourself. I want to pray for some people specifically. Just a few persons. I asked about the sister Faith Edwards. I don't know if she's in church today. She's been coming to my spirits. I don't know if she's in church today. She normally helps out in children's church. She's not in church today. Faith.
pray for yourself. When we say pray, pray for yourself. Every opportunity you have to pray, pray. I'm going to pray for a group of people. You just pray for yourself. You will God all by yourself. You will God all by yourself. You will God all by yourself. Mighty God. I bless your name and holy one I worship you you are God all by yourself you are God all by yourself for who For who you are, I worship you, God. You are God all by yourself. You are God all by yourself. Hey, sweet, you see the same. Without your name, you are God all by yourself. You are God all by yourself. Hey, for who you are, I bless your name.
in the name of Jesus. All the contrary voices have been silenced. All the contrary voices have been silenced. And I bring you into that space. And I put you on that seat. And from today, in the order of things, there's a change in rank. No man can receive anything except it be given him from above. I stand as an officer from above and I decorate you and I rank you for that office. And I rank you for that office. And no man can demote you in the name of Jesus. And I hear in my spirit that it's transitory. It is the road to another place. And that place is the first place. This is just the way. And in my office, in the realm of the spirits, I ordain you to be a voice in the affairs of politics. When you speak, they will hear. Your face will be accepted. Any space you enter, they will create room for you. As it was with David, they said, we will not sit until he comes. They won't sit until you come. And under that authority, I commission you with heaven's authority. I commission you. I commission you. <laughs> you are hereby commissioned. You are holding an office for heaven. And you will not fail. In the name of Jesus. God has given you hearing ears and seeing eyes and a voice that will be heard. I open a new chapter for you in your political journey. No more hiccups in Jesus' name. Let me say loud, Amen. You are God all by yourself. Rise to your feet everywhere. You are God all by yourself. You are God all by yourself. Yes, you are God. You are God all by yourself. God all by yourself. You are God all by yourself. Bow your heads everywhere. Just bow your heads. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Taking the message of faith.